It's September 29th, 2019, and you're listening to Breakfast Tales. I'm Andre. And I'm Vivian. And we're back. Took a little break for no particular reason, but... I think it started with me, like, traveling to California. Yeah. But then, no, that was, uh, that, no, that didn't, that was with guests. Oh, yeah, that's when we had Isaac guest host. So, yeah, no particular reason. (laughs) Just pure unadulterated laziness um this week we're back and i guess we have a topic from vivian this week yeah i just wanted to talk about work travel like traveling for work this is something i don't have very much experience with i think i've traveled for once but that was for training (laughs) i mean it counted though right so 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 what was that experience and like um, it was really annoying and bad because it, it was for my, my orientation when I first started. And so this was basically before I even started working or interacting with anybody. And so I just have one point of contact, right? Which is like the HR person that mm-hmm. is dealing with me. And so they're like, okay, we're going to send you out to North Carolina uh, and you need to get there by this date. We'll email you later all the details. And you'd be like, okay, that's like uh, a month and a half away. And then you just wait and you wait and you wait. And then it's like one week before and you're like, okay, um, are you going to send me details? Like, do I have to buy the tickets for the flight? Do I have to get the hotel? Are you going to do it? You just like email them back. And then like, they're like, oh, you didn't get any information yet here this is your flight, this really? is your hotel. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> if I don't email these people, nothing good would happen. And so that was fun. I showed up and then a bunch of people, like all the other people had the exact same experience as me. They were like, yeah, I didn't hear anything until like basically the last minute. So they booked their the plane ticket and the hotel for you. They're mm-hmm. just like, here you go. These are the dates you're going to go. Mm-hmm. But the annoying thing is that, so... Um, they made me get a corporate credit card, which now that I don't do anything like that, I I don't need the card, but whatever. Do you still have it? It's somewhere in the house. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's weird because they didn't actually pay for the hotel in advance. So I still, I had to pay for the hotel with the corporate credit card. Mm -hmm. So that was a pain in the butt because, um, it's not like it's my credit card. And it's not like a normal kind of payment system. You have to like go through the internal expense portal and fill out a bunch of forms and submit receipts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was annoying. But the nice thing about travel for IBM is that depending on where you go, you get a per diem of $50 a day. Mm-hmm. Per diem means like you have an allowance, right? It's like that you can spend. Yeah. It's like a food allowance. Typically. Yeah. Food from the company. But the way IBM does it is that they just give you the $50. It's not like they're paying you back $50. They're like, no matter what, they'll give you $50. Like in cash? Essentially. It just goes on your paycheck. Oh, I see. And then it's like, you decide how much of that 50 you want to spend. So if you eat McDonald's, Every day for every meal that you're there, you can make like whatever, 40 bucks a day extra. They don't require an expense report back? Yeah. Nope. But what you spent it on? Yeah. That's interesting. They just give you the money straight up. 
yeah. So, I mean, I used all of it on sushi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, sometimes if we travel, for some clients, if I travel on the behalf of the client, sometimes I go with their travel policy. And there has been a few where they have a $50 per diem. <laughs> but because I'm not going through the direct client company, I don't actually get that money in pocket. But I just use it as an excuse to be like, well, let me get a cheap lunch and then just shell out for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I do. Give a nice, like, $40 dinner. Yeah, that's what I did. Well, I, I think I did, like, a... So the thing is, our policy, our company policy, is that it has to be within the budget prior to tax and tip. So mm. I... What I do is like, well, it's exactly... $49 before tax and tip. So I'm just going to get it. Mm-hmm. So I had some nice dinners that way. And then, and then um, but otherwise our budget's pretty on the low end. I mean, it's reasonable. Yeah. So, I mean, that's about my only work travel experience because I flew there for training for a couple days and then just flew back. Nothing special. Mm-hmm. The only annoying thing that I remember about that trip was that when I flew back, um, I had filled my water bottle, which is a Nalgene, like a big Nalgene water bottle, completely full. And I got to security and they're like, hey, you got a whole water bottle. And I was like, oh, dang, can I just pour it out? And they're like, no, you have to throw the water bottle away or drink all the water. And I was like, what? And like the security line is insanely long. There's like no way that I'm I'm going to just, like, leave the line to go pour it out. But also, like, I like my Nalgene. I've had it for a long time. So what did I do? You drank all of it. Yeah, I drank an entire Nalgene in, like, 30 seconds. Which airport was this again? I don't know. Wherever in North Carolina it was. <laughs> and so, of course, I had to go pee, like, a hundred times. <laughs> At least you could drink all of that. It sounds like you almost waterlogged yourself. It was really annoying. But, yeah. Yay, traveling. Yeah, so for me, I travel a lot for work because I go to different sites. I sometimes do training. Um, but I've done a lot of uh, within the U.S. travel. That's pretty much all I've done. But our company is kind of small and interesting as because I found out, like, uh, I mean, I've just seen other people like with large, larger companies, they have like a service that you can use for booking travel and everything. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of it or there is an entire division that will book your travel for you. And then so I guess for other people, they're like, OK, I get to travel and per someone else figures it out for them or this computer system's like here's the itinerary. Do you like it? Yes or no. And then you accept it. For me, I'm like, I have to. I don't have that kind of service, so I get to book my own travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I sit there and I'm like, I wonder which flight I want to take. And then I get to book the hotel if I want to, whatever one that fits into the budget. So I get a lot of, like, I don't know, my own personal say in what I, where I want to stay, how I want to get there. Then you get points. And I get points. Some people actually can input their, um, kind of like their travel accounts see these like travel sites so with all these hotels you can gain points that way or like with certain airlines you could decide to pick one and stick with it 
for me because I have full command of like which airlines I want to buy from. It's kind of a little annoying (laughs) though, is that I don't particularly stick to one airline brand. So I just have accumulated points on every airline brand and it's just like partially collecting there. So not that helpful. Not that helpful at all. No. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I also collect, for me for a while, I actually was like, I will strictly stay at all the Hiltons only. (laughs) Bougie. Well, I I collected points there and I was like, okay, this is not the best one. I'm going to go with Marriott now. (laughs) They just have a lot more offerings everywhere. Mm -hmm. So now I'm collecting points with them and I'm a loyalty member. I'm just sticking with it. Unless there's a cheaper hotel, I guess, with Hilton. Who knows? So, so how's the work part of flying for work or traveling for work? Traveling for work? The work part? I mean, okay, so the way it works usually is that, for me, there's how many days I'm there. So, like, either, like, two or three days I'm there on site doing work. Is that your normal um, amount of time? Two or three days? Yes. Typically. Typically about two or three days. Because um, if it's for training purposes, I run a class that's about three days long. And then um, if it's for clients, usually it's some sort of installation or I'm there. Usually it's for installation or something working with physical hardware. So I'm there on site for about two days, usually, give or take. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like two and a half days or something like that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I kind of arrive there. A lot of times with clients, I'm like, how do I get into your facility? Right. Is the question. And uh-huh. then it's like, sometimes they don't get back to me the day, till the day before. And I'm like, still, how do I get there? Because there's been from some facilities, like they have some crazy security thing. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me beforehand that I needed to bring this and this. Like, there was one trip I made where I didn't have any gear on me. They were like, I thought you were supposed to bring a hard hat. I'm like, I was supposed to bring a hard hat? You didn't tell me that. (laughs) Yeah, that's one interesting thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that when you travel for work, a lot of times you're just going by yourself, right? Yes. So then you're basically at, like, somebody else's site all by yourself with no backup. So whenever you, like, whatever, do stuff, you don't really have anyone to lean on or like mm, get help from yeah. right mm-hmm. that's why i think like traveling if you're i think that's the reason for if you're an engineer that's sent out usually they send someone a little more senior mm-hmm. because you have the knowledge to support yourself when you're out there and um there there was an engineer at our office who i think he was just happened to be assigned to the certain project and availability-wise, availability he was the only one available, and they sent him, but he was still kind of new in the company. So what happened there was that he wasn't really properly trained up on what to do at the facility, what to do when you're kind of stuck and not sure what to do there. Um, so he struggled a bit. He didn't reach out for help particularly. <laughs> um and a lot of it was left open-ended and it actually became a big issue. The client was not happy. And uh, we had to remediate it with two more trips on our own expenses to keep them happy. And we had to send out some senior engineer eventually mm-hmm. to look into it. 
So that was one example. Yeah, so that that's why I'm like, when at some point, even if you're senior right, you, you don't have the experience of going. So did they ease you into that or did you did did they just throw you in and you had to like figure it out and get used to it? Like, I think so. A lot of it was I got eased into it kind of pretty easily. So the reason why I got eased into it was most of my beginning trips when I went was for consultation purposes, actually. So I would go with a client and just like, hey, I'm Vivian. I'm an engineer. I will listen to your questions and needs. What do you want from me? And it's they show around. They're like, hey, we need this. We have this problem. Can you fix it? Whatever. And then we talk about what we can and can't do. Um, So that's kind of the beginning, like business stage of a project. And so with those kind of trips, it was a way for me to pick up, okay, this is how these other corporations kind of function a little bit. Um, And then you get a feel for how to communicate with the customer, what you probably want to say with them, what you need to ask them to get what you need from them while you're there. Um, And then eventually as that progressed on, a lot, of these, a lot of these projects that I worked on, I worked all the way from the beginning to the late stages of it, so I'm familiar with it. And then when I got actually sent out for, like, on-site installations and stuff like that, I could do it. Mm, I see. Yeah. So, so the only uncomfortableness left should be that you're just somewhere unfamiliar, right? Yes, and then if they decide to put you on the spot, you're like, what do I say? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think like a lot of times some um, that kind of comes back to when you don't know the answer to things just to admit that there's also there's kind of like that part where a lot of people have this feeling where they should feel they feel like the other person expects them to be the expert and then they kind of just BS an answer mm-hmm. that may not have been correct <laughs> just yeah. so they could sound like they uh, sound like they fit that expectation. Right. Mm hmm. So a lot that happens quite a bit for some newbies who there. Right. So would you say that you enjoy all the work travels since I mean as an engineer you can see that we're very different. Yeah. Like my role, no travel. Yeah, you whatsoever, don't get to go at all. And your role, lots of travel. So mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I think it was in the beginning it was novel i got to go to different locations the benefit of traveling for work is that getting there and then getting there in itself was kind of a little bit of downtime you're not expected to really work as you travel to the site so like on the plane flight you kind of have some me time there and then you do the two or three days that you're actually working and then there's like the evening after you're done. You're like, I have time to myself. I get to explore. I get a tour around if it's a new city I haven't been in. So it's kind of cool. And then you get to try some food or something that you probably wouldn't have had a chance to do at all. And then the day you travel back is kind of the same thing as when you get there. You get a little bit of time to yourself. So at first I enjoyed it because it was a way for me to see different cities around the country. Um, and then I f- after it's like, now that I've been to most places, it's not as novel to me anymore. <laughs> so now I'm just like, oh, great, now I have to travel. So I find it more of a, an annoyance, actually. But I don't know if that's just me becoming more of an adult and wanting to just to stay at home. 
So what percentage would you say that you travel like a year? Oh, for me, I think, I don't know if I, I never understand that percentage, travel percentage. Well, if you think about it, right, you, you work, you work, whatever, let's just say most weeks. So 50 weeks, right? Yeah. And then how many days out of the year are you traveling? I don't know. It's almost like if it, I think it, if it estimates and rounds up, I think maybe like once a week a month, essentially is what it kind of averages out to, I think. One day. Huh? One day. One day? No. one day a month is your average? I would say the average is three days a month. Okay. Probably. Maybe? 36 days. So seven weeks. So seven seven fiftieths is how much you work. (laughs) You travel for 14%. I think. I think it's actually more than that. So whatever, something like probably that. like twenty or thirty yeah. percent actually. So that gives you a good idea of like when you read um, job recs and things like that, where they're like uh, candidate should expect to travel this amount, right? Mm-hmm. How much that actually ends up shaking out to be, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess mine would be the equivalent of the thirty percent travel, probably. Mm-hmm. Potential. Yeah, which I guess. Honestly, though, I feel like from talking with other engineers, the amount that I travel might be a little too much for people. For some people, anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, you travel for two different reasons, right? Yeah. So, whereas for for most positions, I'd imagine that the travel is really only for one reason. Like, But the one reason could be more and more. It could. Yeah. But you never know. It just depends on what you're mm-hmm. applying for, right? Yeah, I actually know a lot of other engineers in the industry that I work with and they travel way more than I do. It's cuz they have to they have all these like different client um profiles or accounts as they call it is that they have to take care for. So they're always like constantly like every other week they're going is what it feels like to me. And I'm like, how are you constantly on the road and you have kids? <laughs> yeah, the thing that sucks about the work travel that I mean, for me, right, that I see is that you uh, you said you have downtime when you're traveling, right? But a lot of the times that you're traveling is on the weekend, right? It can be. So you lose your weekend to travel mm-hmm. for work. So yeah. technically, you're still working, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like you're, you're doing additional work, right? Because mm-hmm. you're having to travel. And I mean... Traveling is its own little nightmare, so... Yes. It's not really... You don't come home... You don't fly home on the weekend. You go, ah, I feel refreshed now. Now you feel like, oh my god, I'm so tired. I just went to the airport. That sucked. Yeah, because it's like sometimes if it's... I don't know, however they do it, it's like most meetings happen either like Monday through Wednesday sort of thing or Wednesday through Friday. So you're always like traveling on the weekend days where like on Sunday you're traveling. Or on the way back, you're traveling on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Because when you finish work on a Friday afternoon, sometimes there's not a flight out, depending on where you're going. Mm-hmm. So you're like, And also rushing to the airport through rush hour traffic is a nightmare. So I never do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's why it kind of sucks sometimes for the to travel, right? Yeah. I used to, uh, I used to go... I used to not care about coming back... Um, like earlier or later, but recently now I just want to get back from travel for work. And so what I do now is if I have to fly back 
after I'm done on a Friday night or something, I book the first flight back on a Saturday morning, which is extremely early. It's like six in the morning. <laughs> but I do this thing where I just like relocate to an airport hotel and just like groggily sleep for like three hours and then wake up and go <laughs> to the airport mm-hmm. for a flight just so I could come back at like, I don't know, like 10 a.m. at home here on a Saturday so I could feel like I got a weekend at least. Yeah. <laughs> Away from work. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that all goes back to, like, work-life balance, right? hmm Because it is still work. It's not for you, right? So it's nice that you can mm-hmm. travel to other cities and kind of tour around and do things like that. But a lot of the times you don't have... Um, you don't have the freedom to do that, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you have like dinners with the clients and yeah. things like that. So basically you're always on, right? Yeah, I, I do notice a thing where I feel like I see quite a bit of businessmen traveling and uh, they don't look the healthiest. <laughs> it's like always dinner out with the clients and stuff like that and you have to take them to a nice place. Yeah, so I mean, what can you do about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like especially like, if you're the like the guest, mm-hmm. if they invite you out, what do you, you can't say no, right? Usually not. You're like, no, I already have other plans. It's like, no, you don't. You're like halfway across the country. Oh, I've done I've done that a few times because I've had some friends that I met up with because I'm like, hey, I'm conveniently in San Francisco, or hey, I'm conveniently here where you live now. Mm-hmm. Let's beat up. So I've done that a few times. Yeah, but I mean, by and large. Yes. Typically, you're like, I have plans. And they look at you like, what? You're not from here. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes there is no touring, right? Like that time you went to Canada or whatever, and there was like nothing. They were in the middle of nowhere. I was in the middle of nowhere, literally, because it's not somewhere that you can actually access to if you're a normal civilian. (laughs) Right. So it's like... What do you what What can you do for fun? There's literally nothing. I was getting cabin fever there. It was like awful. Yeah, so it's not all glamorous. No, some some of them not. Some of them okay. <laughs> yeah, but if you make the most of it, you can enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know. As I get older, I think I'm just getting more grumpy about it. <laughs> Old man mode activated. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. It can be interesting, it can be fun, but I think, especially for me, it'd be, like, really stressful, because I'd have to be dealing with new people and things like that all the time. Oh, you have to do the business aspect of it, and you don't like doing that? Yeah. It's like, hello, I'm Andre, here's my business card. Yeah, because I My position is this. I hate doing all that fake nonsense. Really? Yeah, it's such a pain in the butt. (laughs) See, I've gotten used to it, because that's all I do, is just talk to clients all day, and then keep them happy and stuff, so... I've gotten used to it. That's why I know I'll never make it into management. Because <laughs> you have to talk about to them, like, all the time. No, because then you have to, like, kiss butts. And that's not... not I don't want to do that. You're like, Maybe. what happened to the... I thought the deadline was here. What happened? You guys are behind. You have to explain that somehow. We're like, wow, this guy's... We have the greatest technology of all time. This thing is awesome and amazing. Here's and some buzzwords. We have the... Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, this thing is broken. It sucks. That's just how, don't say it. Yeah, that that's how I feel about a lot of things. So I don't, I can't really, I can't really. You can't fake, fake it. it. Even to like, so like that's that's me not faking it to people I know. Imagine like if I have to like 
pretend to people that I don't know. It's like even worse. Yeah. Okay. So you clearly are not cut out for that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you bring me along as a guy that does something, sure, that's fine. But if you want me to talk, uh uh-uh. No siree, Bob. (laughs) Yeah, I guess there's, I guess that's also another thing is like, do you have the personality to do this work travel? Right. Because there is an expectation of what you should do and stuff and then dedication to it. So, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to remember, even though these people are friendly, right, they're not your company. So you have to protect your company, right? Yes, your company's image. You are your company's image. That's also another thing where, as you're traveling, you have, people have to remember that, is you're your company's image. How you behave affects what people think of your company. Right. So, I mean, usually the, you only send your best to do these kind of travel things, right? Yeah. You don't want to send some guy who clearly is not cut out for this and is going to not make a good, um, I don't know, like ruin the reputation, right? Yeah, that's why they're never going to send me. Okay, yeah. I would never send you anywhere. <laughs> send me for fun. Like, Andre, we want someone to go to Japan to try the food. You've been selected. I'm like, yes. But if they're like, Andre, we're sending you to Japan to do work. I'm like, no, no, God. Yeah. We also like, I just thought of this because I was thinking of the scene in from Silicon Valley um, where I forget what it was. They were just like talking to some fake company, I think, and try to like, I guess they were trying to find investors at the time, but they were talking to some fake company. Was It was a fake company where it was a bunch of engineers that was, like, actually asking them questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started just talking really in-depth about their, like, their actual intellectual property, right? And the other guys were just trying to copy them and steal their knowledge. And I just thought of that because we did have, we did have a guy who clearly just talked way too much i don't know what happened like every time we stopped sending him out for that reason because <laughs> he would just go out and the customer would ask an in-depth question because they're like can we just do it ourselves and he would just tell them everything <laughs> we're like you're not allowed to fly anymore <laughs> yeah don't give away the money yes exactly anyways that was just some random thought i thought up well i mean i guess that's about it unless you have something else no i mean i just i that's something work travel something i do a lot i know andre you don't do much of it so your side is very boring yep but my side is i do it i kind of like it but not too much anymore (laughs) see who's really winning now And on that note, we'll end the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening. You can maybe find us every week and uh, follow us on our Twitter where I'll post whenever we have new episodes up. We're B-Tales underscore podcast. That's what it was. Yeah. Nice. Say it again. At Details underscore podcast. There we go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.